Podcasts are pretty common. So what makes the Uncommon Podcast uncommon? Well, it's all in our name. I'm your host, Noah Weiss, and we at Uncommon Sports Group understand the unique pressures and temptations that come with a career in the sport industry. We provide uncommon training that helps you successfully navigate common challenges. Hit the follow button on this podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Check out our website and become uncommon. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Uncommon Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Weiss, and I'm excited to welcome Kenny Mossman on the show today. Kenny was the Associate AD of External Operations at the University of Oklahoma for 20 years and has recently transitioned into a pastoral role at First Baptist Church, Carnegie in Oklahoma. Kenny, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing today, Noah? Doing good, Kenny. Glad to have you on. appreciate your time. And Kenny, like I said, he spent 20 years in college athletics with the University of Oklahoma. Share with us what unique challenges uh, you face spiritually while working in the sport industry. Well, um, I think those grew over over time, honestly. Um, when I began, um, the, the challenges were whatever challenges we tend to, to face in a fallen world. And I think that's that's typical of, of really my entire run of, of my time at OU, but mm-hmm. um, I think we saw an escalation of that uh, later in my tenure there where we saw uh, more um, being brought into the university in an official capacity uh, in the way of oh, certain elements of, of personnel training that run counter to biblical values and, and uh, uh, biblical mandates and principles, and that, that certainly made it more difficult. Um, I think if, if we have some familiarity with Scripture, we're not shocked to see that happen because right. that's a fairly typical trend uh, really all across Scripture. So mm-hmm. um, it wasn't shocking, but but those those were probably the bigger challenges. Uh, we, we happen to be in a part of the country where uh, there's good access for a number of ministries to, to interface with our athletes. Yeah. Um, that really hasn't changed a lot, but I think it's being threatened. So, again, I, uh, what I sense is... Um, uh, a narrowing window, a closing window, uh, a bit, but uh, fortunately, I think it's closing slowly. Um, but those were those were probably the biggest challenges. Were just the changing values that we've witnessed all across our country. And when you work yeah. at a state institution, uh, those things tend to become official and company policy pretty quickly, and then mm-hmm. then makes things more difficult for believers. Absolutely, Kenny, and I appreciate you sharing that point. I think really the sport industry has uh, taken on a lot of those different. Uh, values that aren't biblical and it can be tough for young professionals who are striving mm-hmm. to to be successful in their careers in the sport industry to really stay true uh, to biblical truth so I think uh, our conversation will, will go on here I think it'll help a lot uh, for our students to hear what you have to say I was appreciate so. that point for sure uh, and Kenny first Peter 410 highlights the importance of using our gifts uh, to serve others so from your perspective what does serving the kingdom of God look like in the sports industry well, I think having a witness, because the one thing that the uh, one of the things the sport industry gives us is a platform, and that that's what I found during my time at OU that uh, Christian organizations were going to migrate to me a little bit more quickly, right or wrong, because yeah. I was working 
at a high profile athletics department. Mm -hmm. And so that tended to platform me more often, uh, maybe than even my witness deserved at times. But, um, uh, and by that, I just mean, there may have been more qualified speakers somewhere else, but, um, but I, uh, uh, I was thankful for that. Uh, yeah. That 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 was um, the spotlight that I wanted to be in, not for me, but just as an opportunity for me to share the Lord with other people. Yeah. And I remember early in my career, I was uh, having lunch with a friend of mine, and I told him that I I might want to go into something that was a bit more overt in terms of ministry. Yeah. And I happened to have an OU shirt on that day, and he pointed across the table and he said don't underestimate what those two little letters can do for you. And he was pointing to the OU logo on my shirt. And his point was those, those, that logo will open doors for you that Mm -hmm. may not be open uh, for other people. So, um, you know, that, that was one thing. And then I I do think in the sports industry, um, it seems to me that there, there, uh, there is a um, pocket, maybe it's bigger than a pocket, but there's certainly a pocket of believers and, uh, our message is still largely received among mm-hmm. the athletics community. Yeah. Um, now, as we migrate a bit more corporately, that's going to that will change. I think it is right. changing. Um, but I think the big thing for me was just it, it afforded me a platform to go to go witness, and yeah. uh, um, that was I was more thankful for that than anything else. Yeah, absolutely, Kenny. And I think the the witness aspect of it. I think of Acts one eight when Jesus tells his disciples that they will be his witnesses in all of Judea and Samaria think about that how important that is right for for us mm-hmm. especially in the modern day where there's social media and there's press conferences and there's these type of things where our witness we can really be shine bright if we use it in the right way uh, so i appreciate yeah. you sharing that and i think definitely well and you know I, we we tend to i think a lot of us struggle with one-to-one or cold witnessing opportunities yeah. um those are certainly more difficult for us than they were for mm-hmm. uh the for paul and and right. uh, the the apostles um, yeah. that you mentioned, Acts, they seem to excel at that. But for some of us, that can be difficult. And that that's one of the reasons why I think we have to embrace the platform that athletics gives us, because it does tend to put us um, into more macro situations where we can be in front of many people. And for some people, that's that's an easier way to witness than, than yeah. to uh, sit across a, a restaurant table from somebody. So um, it, it gives you big audience opportunities from yeah. time to time and, and I, I hope we're all embracing those. Absolutely Kenny, I think it is so important really just to, I think even the biggest thing I share with a lot of our students is to to live the way Christ lived. They may not always be the opportunity you have to share directly but I think when you live that way um, people will notice that you're living differently so I think that's yeah. a huge part of the witness portion as well so I appreciate you sharing, that's, that's awesome. And Kenny, how important is it for followers of Christ to serve both inside the church and in the world around us? Well, that's completely biblical, isn't it? I mean, yeah. uh, every time Jesus had a witness encounter with someone, they didn't necessarily become a disciple. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in several cases, he sends them away, uh, tells them to sin no more. And we know that uh, from some of their stories that uh, the Bible tells us that many people uh, were saved. I think about the woman at the well, who yeah. was um, probably a very unexpected figure in biblical, mm-hmm. uh, in, in the Bible, and, yeah. and yet she goes off uh, after an encounter with Christ, um, yeah. and uh, it certainly has a big impact on the people around her. So I, I, think it's, I think it's very important um, that we recognize that um, our life is, is one thing that's compartmentalized mm-hmm. into a number of different areas, yeah. but Christ permeates through every one of those. Totally. And, uh, and so we don't flip it on 
uh, when we're in church and then flip it off when we go into the work community, as you mentioned, it does tend to look a little bit different because uh, in many cases it may be more reflected in the way we live than what we, we can or, or are allowed to say. Yeah. Um, but, but I felt like uh, when, when I left OU, a number of people told me um, that they felt like a, one of the spiritual influences was leaving the department and there was some concern yeah. and, and some disappointment that that was happening. Mm-hmm. So um, while I'm sorry that that was the case, I, yeah. I am thankful for the fact that, that I was perceived that way within the walls of our department, yeah. even though I wasn't uh, street witnessing out in front of the stadium. I was uh, simply just living my life and trying to conduct my business in a way that glorified the Lord. Yeah. And, uh, and then, of course, uh, in church, I wanted to be very active. And, and the other thing that I would say about athletics and, mm. and church and in and out of church, yeah. um, we worked a lot of late nights and a lot of weekends. Yeah. Um, in my business, we were always busy on Saturday mm. nights, it seemed. Yeah. And I always made it a point that I was going to be in church the next day. Absolutely. Um, it didn't matter if we flew back in late, you know, mm-hmm. three, four in the morning, something like that. It might be a very short uh, night, yeah. but I always wanted to make sure that I prioritized church first for me and my family. Yeah. But secondly, I just felt like that was an important reflection to have for the people around me, for yeah. them to know that uh, even when my job tended to infringe on my personal time, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't going to supplant my church attendance. And, and uh, I don't mean to be legalist with that. I just, right. I just felt like it was important for me not to sacrifice that. Absolutely, Kenny. Now, I think that is something that's so important in the reality of a sport industry career is you automatically are going to be challenged um, in that way of how are you going to mix in your personal walk with Christ with this busy schedule you're trying to to handle. And I think you made a great point there that even with those late nights, it can be easy to be like, oh, man, I just want to sleep in and, and really just rest up. It's been a long weekend. But I think that communal aspect has so much value in a walk with Christ Mm -hmm. um, that it's really more so impossible to truly walk with Christ on your own. And that's why we emphasized that church community. I appreciate you emphasizing it because it does carry a tremendous amount of weight in how closely you can walk with the Lord. Um, And I think having that community is vital. So I appreciate you sharing that. I think it's a great segue for our next question. Um, Speaking on that, that aspect of working long hours in sports, and you might have answered the question partly already, but how did you find time to serve amidst the busy schedule you had at Oklahoma? Really difficult um, because uh, I don't I don't want to single out athletics as the only industry that's this way because mm-hmm. because I know there are others that are, but there are a lot of people who are driven to the extent that the job supersedes every other aspect yep. of their life, yep. and uh, and if you work for or with people like that, mm-hmm. um, it will it could create some friction because. Uh, you have to carve out the time that you have to carve out um, for your Christian activity and, and for your family, which is part and parcel of your of your life as a Christian. Totally. So yeah. um, I felt like that was one of the more challenging aspects of my job, that I had to draw a line from time to time and say, uh, the work stops here uh, because it is infringing on time that I need uh, either in my Christian yeah. walk or with my family, which, again, I I see those as one and the same. Totally. Um, yeah. And, and so that that was one of the challenges. I think the hours, I think the uh, yeah. the expectations that we will yeah. work to the exclusion of everything else, is definitely an aspect of working in college athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, interestingly, Oklahoma just hired Brent Venables as yeah. its new football coach, yeah. and we all know that football coaches are notorious for working on Sunday mornings in, in college football. Yeah. And uh, he's made it known uh, because of his faith that mm-hmm. uh, that there won't be any work on Sunday mornings. And I was wow. just elated to see that because 
uh, he's recognizing the significance of those coaches being able to be with their families and, and attend church services. So um, it's 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 a good question, Noah, because it's it's a definite friction point. Yeah. And uh, I think you have to pray through that, that you'll be working with people and mm-hmm. under bosses who understand yeah. um, that you need time away uh, mm-hmm. to tend to the things that are truly the most important aspects of your life. Yeah, absolutely, Kenny. And I appreciate bringing up uh, Brent Venables as, as an example. I think that's key to seeing even his success level, that you don't need to sacrifice uh, those times of, of community and service in, in God's kingdom to be successful in sports. That it can happen when you are willing to sacrifice those things. And I think even your point about praying through that, um, praying through job opportunities to have bosses that understand, uh, praying through making those decisions to prioritize time um, serving in God's kingdom, I think are really key. So those are great points that I think our students can learn from. It's awesome stuff. One thing, one thing I would add to that, Noah, when I did take a stand for those things, mm-hmm. um, uh, I became known for that in some respect, and it, it made it easier for me subsequently, if that yeah, makes any sense. Totally. Um, they knew that that was that my priority was going to be mm. uh, church yeah. and some of the Christian things that I was doing, whether it was speaking. Uh, or serving in the church, they under, they began to understand that. And once I had um, had set that standard for myself, mm-hmm. um, it became respected. And so I don't know that that's always going to be the case, but I would encourage people to take that stand because I think they may find. Uh, and again, you've got to pray through this because you need the Lord's help on it. But yeah. I think they may that uh, uh, that once they set that standard, it becomes understood and, and hopefully mm-hmm. respected. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a key thing too: is you have to set the standard. Um, you have to remember that the Lord of, of your life is Christ. It's not uh, a boss um, at, at your school or organization. It's it's Christ, and so making sure that that is known, I think, is is key. And yeah, I'm just I'm I'm preaching. It's funny you've mentioned the Book of Acts, but I'm preaching through that right now, and I'm yeah. getting ready to do the aspect of Paul's trip to Athens, mm-hmm. where there were so many idols, and yeah. uh, what an easy thing to preach in our culture, because even Absolutely. though they're not necessarily. Uh, marble or gold like they were in Athens. Um, yeah. we, we have many idols in the yeah. uh, American culture uh, even now. So, uh, yeah, you can't make that work an idol. You can't make that job an idol. You mm-hmm. can't bow down to a boss who stands between you and mm-hmm. Christ. And I know that's easy to say and hard to do, but that's yep. that's our calling. Absolutely, Kenny. I appreciate you sharing that. I think that's tremendous advice. And it can be hard sometimes just to sacrifice something you desire so much, which is, you know, for a lot of our listeners to work in sports, which is fun and provides so many cool opportunities, but it doesn't uh, have that, that reign over what Christ has called us to be. So I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And kind of going off that theme, a a common thing in the sports industry is a twist in priorities, kind of as we were just discussing a little bit there, what does a healthy priority balance look like for a Christian in the sport industry? Well, I think you have to protect those times, and, and that's mm-hmm. the beauty of a church. Um, it, it does give you that. Now, that's not the only framework in your Christian life. Yeah. Uh, I think your daily quiet time is is one of those. Some of those are, are going to be your personal responsibility uh, as well. But um, fortunately, church life in our country does carve out some of those times. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, depending on uh, your denomination or your church's specific practices, those could yeah. be Sunday mornings, Sunday nights, Wednesday yeah. nights. Uh, it could be small group meetings. Yeah. Um, it could be any, any number of things, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm not saying that you necessarily have to hit every single one of those because I, right. I know uh, in my own job that would not have been possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I do think the important thing is 
you set the balance. Don't let yeah. the balance be set for you. And um, and understand that you will have to make some compromise mm -hmm. on some of those. You yeah. can't take a rigid, hard line. I would love to sit here and say you can do that, but it's not yeah. practical if you're going to keep your job in the sports world. Yeah. Um, but you do have some boundaries that you can set, and you have right. to set those and hold on to them. Um, but I, I'll tell you the biggest, you know, apart from our, our walk with Christ mm -hmm. is obviously uh, paramount over everything yeah. else. But you have to guard your personal time and your family time. Absolutely. Um, I, yeah. uh, there are so many times in the history of, of my time working in athletics that I saw families really struggling because yeah. of the of the time that was required in the job Absolutely. and the odd hours. Um, you've got to go watch your kids play sports. Um, yeah. You've got to take personal time for Bible reading. You have to live your life mm -hmm. outside of athletics. Yeah. And uh uh, that, that may look different for everybody who uh, listens to this. Uh, right. they, they may have to go about it a different way, but, the, but you have to take yeah. a stand there personally, set those things up so that they're not set up for you. Because if the industry does it for you, you won't get any of that time. Yeah, absolutely, Kenny. And I think it's so important because the industry can have that power over, especially young professionals who are trying to level up or find that next position to really – yeah. Uh, almost prioritize the job over everything. I think that really goes back to the point of the twist in priorities. Uh, but the reality mm -hmm. is there are much important things. And really, I think for any successful Christian, the most important thing to do is be healthy in your own personal walk with Christ, which involves intentional prayer time. Uh, it involves community. It involves uh, spending time in the Word on a daily basis. And I think yeah. you mentioned a few of those things, but that has to be a priority for, for a believer in the sport let, industry. Let, let me throw one more thing out, Noah, because uh, yeah. I worked at Oklahoma very high, high profile. Yeah. Before that, I worked at Illinois State for 10 years, which is yeah. obviously a lesser profile school. Yep. If you asked me just in terms of personal happiness, where I was happier, yeah. probably Illinois State, because I had more control over my work-life balance. So the yeah. other answer, the other part of that answer I think I would give you is bigger, brighter, faster, stronger yeah. isn't always the best place for us to be. Totally. Um, God will use us in any number of different positions, and um, it may be that if, if your walk is important to you and you yeah. feel the sports industry encroaching on that, maybe another facet of the industry is where you belong. Yeah. And uh, I, I think I'm a, a, a living example of that. Absolutely, Kenny. And I think that's even a huge thing in terms of your prayer life. I mean, you have to be asking the Lord, where should I be? Um, I think sometimes we have this, mm -hmm. this nature of, oh, like, what if I was at the Power Five level? What if I was at the NFL yep. level? And maybe that's not where God wants yep. you. Maybe God wants you at an Illinois State or an NAIA school. Um, and I think that's a key thing, too, is trusting that the Lord will bring you to a place where you can have impact and where he wants to use you. I think that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Kenny, you recently answered the call from the Lord to serve as a pastor at First Baptist Church, Carnegie in Oklahoma. What did you do during your time at Oklahoma that prepared your heart to be willing to serve the Lord in his church? Sure. Well, I had I had taught uh, adult Sunday school classes for a long time. Unfortunately, when I was saved, I was saved when I was thirty, and uh, the guy who saved me was a pastor named that discipled me was a pastor named Jerry McCorkle. And the one thing I've always appreciated about Jerry was that when he began to disciple me, he he took me to the to the deep water and threw me in. And by that, I mean he cut my spiritual teeth on people like Charles Spurgeon, yeah. uh, Tozer, Pink. Um, MacArthur Scroll, um, he, he gave me yeah. uh, real meaty challenges in terms of uh, learning and understanding the scripture. And 
um, it gave me a, an appetite for it right from the outset that has served me so well. So even though uh, I've, I've taken some seminary classes, uh, not many, but uh, um, in some respects, my level of study over uh, 25 years has been almost on that level, almost yeah. on a seminary level. I'm, I'm, I have a vast library of commentaries, and I've spent a lot of time studying Scripture. Yeah. Um, I mean, just reading the Word and having the Spirit work in your heart is, frankly, the best seminary you can attend. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, but, but beyond that, um, I've, I've taken it very seriously from an academic perspective mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and so that, that really is what pre pre prepared me for this. And then, you know, frankly, when you work in college athletics the way I did and handle budgets and you work over a lot of personnel there are a number of those things that transfer into a church setting now the one i'm going into is very small um but nevertheless um you don't you do learn some management skills that will yeah. serve you in a church so yeah uh, we'll see how it goes i don't expect to be perfect at it i i'm sure that there'll be a lot that i'll encounter that will be uh, challenging for me but um uh, god has given us a tremendous piece about this and we mm -hmm. can't wait to get started absolutely kenny and i think too just even reading your story and hearing it from from Drew, our founder and executive director, I think it's inspiring to see um, that you were willing to go from, uh, like you said, Power Five college athletics uh, to serve the Lord in His church. And I think for our listeners, being prepared for that same call, whether it be uh, a church, maybe it's a campus ministry, maybe it's some other uh, ministry that, that that is available. Um, I think sure. we, we should all be prepared for that call. Um, maybe the Lord doesn't want us to be in sports our entire lives. There's always an avenue in, in, a, in a place that we must trust the Lord. And I think seeing you uh, make that decision is a really prime example for our listeners that uh, sometimes answering that call is where we need to be. Um, and so I think I agree. Uh, and, and what you'll notice is, and what I definitely noticed was, yeah. um, it was a several years ago when I began feeling God changed my heart and my yeah. priorities and my desires. And, uh, yeah. Um, I've had a couple of people tell me that uh, clearly this was an action, a providential action from God that uh, led me to this position because Absolutely. not very many people uh, would leave a position as an administrator at a place like Oklahoma to go pastor a church of yeah. 150 to 200 people. Um, yeah. But uh, um, I have such a complete sense of peace about this and such an assurance yeah. and such a desire to go do it. Um, that that was really from the Lord, and it didn't happen overnight. So it right. may not happen overnight for anybody uh, right. else either. Um, um, but over time, He began to change me to the extent now yeah. I can't see myself doing anything else. Right. And I think when you when you get in that sort of a lockstep with with Christ, yeah. these things tend to clarify for you. Um, yeah. And that's what happened to me. Absolutely, Kenny. I think that's key too. Even to your point earlier of how much you were studying Scripture without even attending seminary, just at your time in Oklahoma. I think doing those things allows us to be prepared for whatever God may have us do. Um, and I yep. think that it goes back to my point earlier of uh, stewarding your own personal relationship with the Lord has a lot of benefit to what He might yep. call you to do, um, whether that be even just serving one person in a conversation and, and ministering to them and witnessing to them, or if it's to be a pastor, or if it's to go overseas and serve, whatever that looks like. Uh, spending time growing your personal relationship with Christ is what will pay dividends to prepare you yep. for those opportunities. Well, and, and we're seeing, my wife and I have both seen things that have happened five or ten years ago yeah. uh, that at the time seemingly had very little relevance to our lives. And yeah. now it's all crystallizing right in front of us that God was was preparing all of this all along yeah. the way. So we've had a number of experiences and circumstances in our life that um, when you reflect on them now, knowing where we're going, yeah. he's been 
preparing us for this for a long time, and we didn't even realize it. So uh, I agree with you. If you just stay focused on Christ, stay in the Word, um, chase Him with everything you've got, you'll find that He will be in the construction process with your life and will take you places that you may not have expected. Absolutely, Kenny. I love that. I think it is true. It is like a construction process. And I think for our young professionals listening to this, just being patient um, and understanding that God may call them uh, in the sport industry, and it might take some time for that call to come, or he may call them out of the sport industry. So just trusting the Lord, um, not making too many plans, and knowing that God is always preparing us for, for great things for his kingdom. So that's awesome, Kenny. Amen. And Kenny, lastly, a lot of young professionals uh, don't feel like there is time to serve the Lord in the sport industry, kind of what we've been talking about. What encouragement or advice would you give a young professional in the sport industry who feels like they don't have time to serve? Um, one of the things I did was I tried to locate local sports ministries. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt those, uh, the, 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 and many of them are para-ministries, um, but they allowed me to dovetail my two, uh, my job and my and my walk with Christ. Yeah. And so uh, that that would be one thing that I would uh, really encourage. And, and here's the one thing that I would add to that. Almost all of those uh, para-ministries, which by the way, are no substitute for church, and I don't want to, I don't want to, give you that signal because that's right. they're different um, but those para ministries aren't just always limited to people who are an athlete right now right. Um, almost all of them are open to yeah. um, anybody that wants to participate yeah. and so what I found was that immediately linked me to like-minded people it opened up a lot more opportunities for me to serve um, it broadened my network substantially yeah. and um, uh, so that would be one advice, one piece of advice that I would give, and that, that's probably the best one I can give. Yeah. Um, it, it allows you to bring your two worlds together, and those, those ministries exist, and they're anxious to have more people involved. Absolutely, Kenny. And I think that's a tremendous point, and I think, too, that's really the mission that I think we're on as a ministry as well, is providing that yeah. link and that connection. So for our listeners, uh, there are ministries across the country. Um, you know, I think it's funny. I was involved in Athletes in Action in college, and I was a manager, so... Mm-hmm. It's possible without being an athlete to get involved in those yeah. those parachurch ministries. So that's definitely a, a true thing that you mentioned. And I think for us as well um, at Uncommon Sports Group, that's our hope. That's our mission. We strive to connect the sport industry with faith. Um, so I appreciate you bringing up that point. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Sure. And Kenny, it was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. And our prayers are with you as you continue to serve the Lord in his church. Thanks, No, It was an honor to be with you. Absolutely. If you want to get involved with Uncommon Sports Group and the mission that we are on to help you navigate the sport industry as followers of Christ, apply for our academy on our website at uncommonsg.org. That's uncommonsg.org. Be sure to catch new episodes of the Uncommon Podcast every Thursday at midnight Eastern Time, as well as the full video episodes on our YouTube channel. Until next time, we pray that you will strive to be uncommon by glorifying the name of God in whatever you may do. See you next week.